teman-teman semuanya kembali lagi dengan Tasha dari Artemis Impact di Being the Impact Podcast. Uh, sekarang kita kayaknya udah episode ke 7 ke 8 kayaknya. Ke 8? 6. Or 6. Yeah. I can't even remember anymore. <laughs> But uh, seperti biasanya kita akan sharing lebih banyak lagi cerita-cerita inspirasional, cerita-cerita yang memotivasi, cerita-cerita yang seru banget dari para volunteers, dari para organizer kegiatan volunteering dan juga dari para stakeholders lainnya seperti corporates ataupun para foundation, CSR head yang akan menceritakan tentang dunia pervolunteeringan. Jadi kalau kamu ingin gerak memulai gerakan sosial kamu atau mau ikut berkegiatan volunteering, berkontribusi bersama-sama atau mungkin ada yang ah aku mah cuma pengen dengerin aja nih cerita-cerita seru untuk mengisi waktu nah tentunya podcast ini adalah tempat yang tepat untuk kamu hari ini um, the, the podcast gonna be a little bit uh, more interesting <laughs> because the host gonna be two and so we have Priyam here hello, hello, hello Priyam Hi, how, how are you? you? good, good. Really good. <laughs> I'm really good too <laughs> so Priyam usually uh, our producer but today she's also doing the producer side also and doing the host, the host side <laughs> yes, uh, it's, yes. Uh, it's really interesting like I recorded one podcast initially with you but it was yes. like more like a discussion so it wasn't like an interview or anything and it was, was like really, two hours it was a two hours sorry guys podcast. we were talking for so <laughs> long <laughs> but if you haven't listened to it I think that's a really interesting podcast that you should go back to and listen to it's in two parts so you don't have to listen to it all together <laughs> for two hours but yes it yes, will be yes 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 and uh, the podcast today probably we're gonna do it bilingual mm-hmm. so we can do some part in Bahasa we can do also some part in English yes. and that's because we also have a very 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 special guest today very special <laughs> guest indeed yes yes someone that maybe uh, before we had a lot of organizers yes. of activities we had yeah. a lot of from coming from small communities or yeah. even big NGO like right. Indonesia Mahajar yeah. we have someone like Simon they're coming from social tech, tech. Yeah. and then um, now we have someone that been into a lot of sectors not yes. only in uh, social sectors but also been really great uh, leading the private sector as a businesswoman yes. so that's one hint <laughs> it's a she it's in, oh yeah so that's one very important hint and because the podcast is going to be both in Bahasa and English we also know she's Indonesian yeah <laughs> yes 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 so um Today we have a very special guest. It's uh, Ibu Suzy. Hello, Ibu Suzy. Hello. 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 So, I'm really happy to be here. Today. Yay! We are even more excited to have you here. And thank yes. you so much for taking out the time. We know how busy your schedule is. And yes. You've come here from Bali and you've taken out the time for us. So thank you so very much. You're thank very you very welcome. much. I'm always happy to see young people like <laughs> who are doing yes. things for yes. the world. We've been we've been hearing a lot about you here. Yeah. We've been waiting for you to come over. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And, and yes, and then uh, we've been watching the vlog, oh, yeah. reading the blog. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's sustainable, Susie, guys. So if you guys really interested in green lifestyle, green yeah. living, you guys definitely have to check it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. So Tasha, do you want to tell a little bit more yes, about yes. Susie to people? Like you know, because we probably have a lot of international audience, and uh, you know, it's yes. important for them to know all the great work you've been doing Suzy and okay so Bu Suzy Hutomo is the executive chairwoman of the Body Shop Indonesia she started Body Shop Indonesia with her husband 
since 1992, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she brings in lifestyle business in character that one creating ethical and responsible business in Indonesia. And now the body shop has more than 100 stores across Indonesia. 148. Wow. 148 stores. across Indonesia. Indonesia yeah. That's not easy to take care of, <laughs> for sure. So, um, and what's interesting about Busuzi is not just, she's not only a businesswoman, but also she is an activist, very active, active activist. And it's not only an environmental, if I'm not mistaken, because um, you're also doing a lot of great work with uh, Kopernik. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes, that's right. And then the, the one that uh, foundation with um, Lensa when you're taking photography. Yeah, that's right. That's yes, right. and also she's the board of Greenpeace in Southeast Asia. And you've also been working with Yayasan Kahati. Yeah, that was before. I recently stepped down at too many board positions. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I was with Pahati for a long time, maybe six, seven years. And you were the chair of uh, Greenpeace for like seven yeah. years? About seven years, I was the chair of Greenpeace Southeast Asia. Sure. And now the board. Yeah, not now just the a board, board member. Yeah. That's, it's, that's not just a board. <laughs> it's not a just board. It's not a just. It's not a just. It's making a lot of uh, differences yeah. for yeah. society, for the planet, yeah. right? And yeah. I know that you've been, I, I've seen it a lot, that you have these three P of profit, uh, people, and planet. Yes, it's right. So always bringing in every sectors that you're working on. And then also know you're the representative of Al Gore. Yeah, that's right. Climate change project in Indonesia. Yeah, sometime I'd like to come here and do a climate presentation for you guys. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, it would yeah. be lovely. That would yeah. be great. Yeah. I think there's also we we can invite some other people that yeah, would love can, to come. Yeah, you can invite. Yeah, yes. please like do. You could host me. Panas yes. You could host amazing. me. Yes. That's awesome because uh, in Indonesia itself, there's a climate project that you guys are doing. Yes, right? yes, yes, we have a group of uh, climate presenters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who wow. our job is to go around and present to lots of people about climate change wow. and tell people what okay. they can do. That's yes. that's great. Yes, yeah. yes, that would be really interesting, I guess. So we'll have another podcast or maybe a webinar with you guys. Yeah, yes. yes. or a talk and workshops. Yes. bringing into a yes. lot of people come. Yes. Definitely. I'd be happy to do that and then it'd be great because I don't have to organize it you guys can do it <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be just like even more happy to do that <laughs> yes of course and she like we mentioned before also sharing a lot of great stories great insights in her blog and also vlog so you mm-hmm. guys can see it uh, blog sustainable suzy.com yeah. and also it's in youtube yeah, I and have a vlog. Yes, sustainable, sustainable Susie. Susie. <laughs> I saw a lot of uh, episodes with the um, electrical motorcycle. That's right. I have an electric scooter. Yes, oh, that nice. one. It's so cool. I was like looking at it like I want one. <laughs> <laughs> I want one. It's made in Indonesia, you know. Yeah, oh. uh, Salis, right? Yes, Salis. Salis. Sepeda listrik Indonesia. So it's very local brand. It's been really great. Even have the yeah, it has it's the like cover. a bajai. Oh, yes, yeah, it's like so a bajai. Like if it's raining, and yes, you have the cover, so you don't have to worry about. Uh, yes, most nice. of our trips are taken um, in the diameter of five kilometers from mm-hmm. our home. That's mm-hmm. the study. So these kinds of vehicles, electric vehicles, are very good because they're uh, they're very um, efficient. You yeah. know, electricity, ah. and it's really good for short distances. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. So do you charge it? Is there is there like a place where you can charge in yeah. public places or yeah. do you have to do it at home? Well, this one is you can charge it anywhere. Any just normal electrical outlets, mm-hmm. not yet an electric car. Ah, okay. Yeah, oh. so it's really easy. It's 
Rain yeah, and it goes yeah. for fifty. The range is fifty kilometers, mm. so you can actually that's really cool. Take it for fifty kilos. Although wow. I usually usually use it between five to ten kilometers okay. from my home. Okay. Yeah, to go to the market, go to the cafe, yeah, you know that yeah, sort of thing. Yes, Very convenient. Yeah, yeah. Easy to park. Super easy to park. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, like we were discussing earlier. So it's like small actions making like a lot of difference in terms yes. of the environment, footprint. and climate, footprint, and like you know, we keep on talking about things that corporates need to do or the governments need to do. But if we start getting these really small changes in yes. our own habits, it yes. can make so much difference. In it, your we might house. not reach like like completely reducing our carbon footprint to zero but even if we can get to like 0.5% it's still such a huge it's a big achievement deal. right it's yeah. a big it's better that lots and lots of people do small actions yeah. than just have a few people do big actions exactly yes yes, yes. That's, that's very interesting it's also um, maybe a lot of our listeners um, kind of what are we going to discuss today maybe they're asking also <laughs> so today I think we will also uh, understanding better dig deeper about your history not only in private sectors but also in social sectors doing all the uh, blog lifestyle blog and then very uh, interesting point where you have been uh, aligning the companies that have to generate Uh, revenues mm-hmm. but also bringing this social yeah. impacts bringing uh, the values at upfront in your own company also doing a lot of great work with a lot of uh, foundations NGOs and then also you personally as a woman as mm-hmm. a mother as a wife how you can balance all, all of this these roles. <laughs> yes it's so inspiring right? yes just, like I mean We have to do one thing right at this stage. <laughs> no one is expecting anything of us, and you know we're still like not sure how to handle it. And you've been you've been like chair and board persons of so many NGOs. You're running a successful business like the Body Shop that everyone everyone knows about it. Yeah, and and you managed to write a blog, a record blog, and doing it all in a very consumer conscious way you know you're not doing it in a way you're doing it and like you know not caring about what your own individual carbon footprint is or, or like you know what difference you're making you're doing it all together and you're doing it nicely efficiently yeah making i don't a know how you're doing it yeah i'm like that's, that's just like <laughs> even like i heard about you when i was reading about you i was like ah okay i mean I'm still struggling with my life at this stage. Okay, I'm doing one thing and you know I'm always complaining about it. So I really need to talk to you about, about this as to how yeah. are you doing it? All. How do you maintain all this like your time scheduling yeah. because okay. in volunteering itself like a lot of professionals especially young professionals they yes. also been saying like I want to do more, but I also have work. So yeah. how and you how have a life? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and you need your life too. Right. So how do you kind of like bring this all together? Yeah. That's yeah. a big mystery. Yes. So I think <laughs> okay. now we we'll let you take stage and okay. yes, tell us a bit more about yourself. You know, many things we must have missed and uh, and answer the question like okay. very important question that we've been having like for yes. a really long time okay. now. So I guess um, I mean if 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 you guys look back and and see all these things I did, but actually it all started obviously very small, and I've had many many years more than you <laughs> to do something. <laughs> I guess um, 
the first thing was I started volunteering quite young. Yeah. Oh. So I always felt that I had to have to do something to help the world. I mean, I, I very young I associated with the planet. I am an environmentalist. Mm. Probably since quite a young age, because we used to, I used to live in downtown Jakarta, yeah, in Pasar Baru. Can you imagine? Ah, it's but, very packed. Yeah, very yeah, crowded, crowded. You know, a lot of you know uh, income gap. You can see children with you know uh, hypocephalus at night, lying on the street. You know the yeah. whole deal. That was mm. my world in the old days when I was young. Mm. And then uh, weekends, we always went to Puncak. And Puncak was still beautiful. It was still green. We still climbed trees. You know the whole deal. I had a very uh, fortunate. Uh, I was very fortunate because my parents actually come from Sulawesi, mm -hmm. from Makassar. So oh. orang Makassar, they always go to the mountain or they go to the sea. Mm. Uh -huh. That's the that's how they relax. So yeah. my 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 father especially was like that. Mm. So he would take us fishing, or we would go to. Puncak, or we go to uh, Samudra Beach. This was so very family time, also. Yeah, always out in nature. Yeah. So that's how I guess uh, from a young age I, I became an environmentalist, especially. Yeah. So I used to volunteer. Was uh, I was sent away to school. So I was on Singapore. I volunteered in RSPCA. I used to do this flag day thing. So so volunteering at a young age, I think, makes you feel part of. You feel powerful because you can do something. You know. Mm. Uh, for society, you know that sort of thing, and, yeah. and so that's probably the first thing I started quite young. Mm. And then there was a phase where it was like in the nineties and the eighties, as eighties, seventies, and eighties, all about trying to find a career, mm. right? So yeah. maybe not so much um, volunteering, but I was always quite close to the scene. I was always interested in Greenpeace and okay. uh, NGOs who are working on the environment, right. donating, and I. Had, um, I support the children and children, you know, save the children, that sort of thing. Anything you mm. can do, oh. just contribute money yeah. to organizations you believe in. Because the only way you can create change is to support organizations yeah. who are making change. Mm. So that's how I always felt connected to... Even maybe just like sharing the words about it is already like helping them also. Yeah. And it's always good to have, um, how do you say, to support people who are not as fortunate, you know, like yeah. save the children or uh, World Vision. Up mm. to today, I still support children in in the World Vision kind That's of network. Oh, yeah, just because awesome. it's it's, well, it's nice to to yeah. share. Yeah, so so I guess that way, you know, you keep connected to the social. I think it's very often it's easy when you're young and you have a career to think that you can't make an impact because you're too busy. Mm. But there are always ways. Mm. If it's not your time, it could be your money. It yeah. could be just just even um, you know following some good NGOs and learning about what's mm. happening. You know mm. that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, mm. building the knowledge and awareness. That's right. And sharing and, that. And understand what are the needs. What does the world uh, yes. need in a way, you yeah. know? And, and, and also to find what your passion is. And my particular passion is the environment. Mm. So I found that quite early. Oh, then I'd like to know more and support more organizations in these um, issues. Mm. So that's yeah. good because sometimes it's hard to, you know, two people tell you, oh, you should care about this, about this, about this. And it becomes overwhelming. Yes. Mm. You need to find yeah. something that fits you. Yeah. And there's yes. nothing wrong with that. You yes, should just true. do what you feel passionate about. That helps a, a lot because then that, how do you say, it just fits your life mm. much, much better. You read about it. Yeah. You, know, you spend I time see. thinking about it. And you talk to your friends about it. Yeah. So 
you know. So why environment is the one that like fits you? Is there um, like facts that kind of move you into yeah. like how to tackle these issues? First, of course, because I spent a lot of time uh, in nature as a mm. child. You so know, you had the connection yeah. already with the nature. I, I feel very strongly when we raise children, we should always allow them to have connection. We must facilitate yeah. the connection to nature and mm. the planet. Mm. Um, I had that as a child, and then as I learned more about what's going on, the f- you know, learning about the footprint. You know, everything we do, every single thing, even recording this podcast, yes. has an impact on the that's environment so everything has an impact on that's the environment yes. you cannot escape the fact that we leave a footprint on this world so for myself i'd already decided when i learned about you know co2 about environmental food i need to reduce this footprint while mm. still sort of getting on with my life yeah. you know uh, we can't all just retire to the forest and live with nothing yeah. Yeah. it's not yeah. kind of what we want to do <laughs> yes, you know exactly. but but we must make sure that what we do is considered Hmm. i don't think anybody in this world can say i have no footprint yeah yeah Yeah. but everything the thing is we have to have considerations when we do something right yeah we have to be aware and we must be engaged with what we're doing and the impacts we have yeah it's i think it's important like you said that no one can like every human being that's born on the planet will leave some footprint and will affect the planet, the earth, the nature in some way. And that's natural. I think that's the cycle that is going to be there. But like you said, it's important to remember, kind of consider it at least and not just like, you know, put your blinders and exploit it. Yeah. And just because I think a lot of times we live in thinking about, okay, while we are here, we get what we want. And That's so we're right. not thinking about what is the world that we will leave That's right. for the generations to come. And yeah. you know, because grandchildren, I don't care. Grand yeah. grandchildren. Maybe I live for 60 years and I don't care after that what happens <laughs> to the planet. So if, okay, if today it's convenient for me to take a car, right? I take a car. If today it's convenient for me to burn a forest to get my business running, I do that, but I think that's because we are not thinking maybe of what's the world we're gonna yeah, live yeah. for the generations to come, and I think even just like two years from yeah, now, right? And I think exactly. That's and and that's why I became a climate presenter yeah. because climate change is really the biggest challenge that mm. uh, we're being faced with. Mm. If we don't do anything, if we mm. don't change anything, mm. we will have four degrees um, increase in temperature by. 2100 wow you know and if you've been following the news you know from Greta Gunberg you know also I mean Greenpeace is following her in that movement obviously Mm. Um, with the climate strike yes the climate strike what what is safe for us is 1.5 yeah and we've already done one you know we've already raised one during this industrial era so we only have a little bit left that's the safe one then the upper limit is two degrees Mm. but if we don't do anything it's going to be four degrees by 2100 wow and it's going to be your children right yes you know Ah, my grandchildren (laughs) you know so it's it those things are real but sometimes these things are so far away Mm. and you don't know how you can have an impact so Mm. people are just like you know uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not clear. I don't know why I can do so. Hmm. So I don't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting because I mean, I, I see there are like two kinds of people. No, three. So one, like people like you who are doing something about it. Two, there are people who know there is a problem, but they're still not doing anything about yeah. it. And the third 
are let's say climate change denial yeah like, who don't even believe that anything that's right <laughs> so and i think the strategy like that kind of leaders in this sector have to follow are different for both yes. of this the second yeah. and third so it's like first is trying to make some people who don't even believe in climate change make them believe yeah. like and and you know so there has to be different strategy for that and then is that people who know that's happening maybe would like to do something but either is like difficult to change habit yes, or they don't know yeah. what to do or, or the they bug doesn't know the channels to yes. go to. so how what do, what is your advice like that? how uh, can we tackle these two other segments yes the first thing is always be an example hmm See, the role only way you people. can lead is through role modeling. Yeah. And to, that's why I became a vlogger mm. and my Instagram and all that. That's for that reason. Because, okay. you know, I'm not really your generation. <laughs> so <laughs> it was my children who told me, look, mom, if you want to speak to people, you need to do these things. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to reach them by writing like articles and publishing in the newspaper. Because that was what I was doing, actually. Yes. At some point in my life, I yes. did. Yes. Uh, but that wasn't going to work. So, so that's why I became... Became yeah. a communicator for no, that reason. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you're, you're adapting to the changes that are yes. coming. Yes. Yeah, and, 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 and I decided now, that yeah. I have to affect the younger people because mm. younger people are easier to influence. Mm. You know, the older mm. set is kind of harder. If yeah. you're a 60 year old and a climate denier, it's tough. Yeah. But you know, for young people, it's you can see the things around you and you can. You know the internet now. You can look for anything. Yes. You know, I mean, you can do anything, right? Both sides of the equation, yes. yeah. Yes. But good. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but you can influence people. You know, in yes. terms of of what they look at and their opinions and yeah. so on. Yeah. Mm. And now millennials and Gen Z, I know they're like very value driven. Mm. Yes. Right? So it's it's when they're buying something, it's not only just about the price or only just about like how it tastes, but mm. it's also about like what's where, behind it. What's behind it? Where's the money that I'm paying exactly. is Where's it going? going to, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. And even when they're like finding a job, they're also gonna like uh, what's the what's this company been doing for the, the society? Mm. What's the purpose? What's the values that we also bring yeah. into? That's yeah. how I approach my own. Um, how do you say my own pathway because um, mm. I was working for a commercial enterprise for quite right. long about eight to nine years right. I just got tired uh, just trying to figure out how to perform you know better for the company mm. and then because I'm an environmentalist I knew about the body shop mm. so when when it came a time I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I come from a business family I like entrepreneurship I like being in control of my own time mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. sort of feeding my own ideas yeah. you know and my husband's also an entrepreneur which is nice <laughs> so so when the opportunity came up with the body shop actually I was uh, approaching the body shop for the company I worked for mm. ah. and they said when, when I met the body shop they said well you know what I'm actually not we're not interested in companies we want to find individuals I was ah. like ah <laughs> me, it's my opportunity. <laughs> yeah, my opportunity. And they actually said, you know, somebody like you would be interesting. I said, really? Wow. So that's it. That was the stop. I picked it up right away because I knew the body shop because I, I used to, um, how do you say, travel to London. I was very fortunate. I went to fashion school in New York City, so I used to pass oh, through London, and mm. I had seen. Mm. Yeah, uh, body shop and Anna Roddick's yes I was familiar her with her shop. story ah. so I was very keen so very luckily also I think 
um, you know, things like that happen. You know, opportunities happen. You just need to be open to them because I could very easily have said, oh, maybe not right now. But uh, it was right now. And I didn't have much money. My husband had not much money. It's like a risk it's a, Yeah, it was just our own money, really. And we, we sought another investor. But nobody, you know, sort of helped us or anything like that. Wow. Yeah, so we started really small, very, mm. very small. And now yeah. it's like 148. And you have also a lot of, I mean, I know Body Shop, me as a customer myself, yes. <laughs> know that's like you've been encouraging uh, customers to also return Turn the uh, bottles. Their bottles. Yeah. For and the past 27 years, yes. believe it or not. Yes. yes. That's, that's, that's like, actually, I was thinking of asking you this question next that, you know, okay, now I know that the narrative has changed. Now people have changed and people are demanding more from companies. And you started doing this already in 19. Yeah, very long ago. Yeah. When, yes. when you know, even people were not asking companies they didn't to care. take care of mm. the climate. Yes. No yes. one cared about it. Yep. No one knew so much about climate mm-hmm. change. Even now, people don't believe in it. So back then, it was like this almost 30 years back. Yes. And you know, the world yes. was even more different. And at that point, you took this initiative to start body shop in this very and run it in a very ethical and sustainable right. way right right and so what was what was your vision back then like what was um, driving you back I then? when I found out about the bishop and uh, uh, about body shop I was totally taken with it because uh, that's what I wanted I wanted to have business but I wanted it to be positive for the world so that fed my other side you know one side was I like entrepreneurship the other side was I. Re- I mean, this is. I mean, today is probably natural for all of you to feel that way. But you yeah. know, almost yeah. fifty-seven like, years ago is very odd. Yes. Maybe people kind of like, are you uh, out of your mind? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People is told that me crazy. It <laughs> like, yeah. When the first time we said we were going to do the body shop, and I took the product and showed people, they said, "Oh, Susie, it won't work. It's ugly." Nobody wants it. Have you seen Max and Spencer's? How beautiful oh. their packaging! Yeah, I swear, they tell it will fail. How about uh, Max Factor? That looks so much better than your product. I'm like, mm, yeah, but it doesn't have this environment thing which I like. Yeah. And plus, the product is good. The one yeah. thing you must understand when we're an entrepreneur, you have to have a good product, right. nonetheless. Yeah, yeah at, at the base of it, you have to. But then there is on top of it is a purpose. Mm. So when we became more successful, it wasn't because of the purpose. Mm. It was because of good products, good performance. We did good marketing. I started talking about. I had a big interview in Famina magazine. I remember in nineteen, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I had quite a, a spread on on the body shot and, and the fact that the founder was a woman helped. So actually, the women were the yes. ones who started uh, to support the body shop because the founder was a woman, I was a woman. A lot of the products were, you know, about caring for yourself, you know. That's uh, interesting. So I was, uh, so you mentioned du- Duanyam. Yes, Duanyam, yes. And I was going through their website a few days back and I read uh, that they were talking about that how there's a research that shows that uh, if women have more financial independence, they tend to invest it more yeah, in into the yes. and healthier things yes. than men. And you know, that's one Very of the reasons much. they are trying to empower women and get them more financial independence because they believe then in return they would invest that more in their own health and their family. That's correct. And, family. And, and you that's already been researched and found. Yeah, yeah because yeah. Body Shop has community projects mm-hmm. and most of it is with women because 
women tend to be more responsible with the money mm. <laughs> with the whole family yeah. yeah the community and the family seems to benefit more mm. men tend to kind of buy motorcycles and yeah. stuff like that yeah. you know <laughs> it's like it's like yeah i know cars yeah, yeah. saying which is quite popular in india is that uh, that it, like you educate a woman and you educate a family you yes. don't yes, just yes. educate one person that's but correct you educate an entire family so a woman's yeah. very central to her family yeah yeah it's and it's very really really cool yeah and was that a particular challenge for you when in 1992 you as a woman entrepreneur in a country like indonesia started doing something by yourself you know especially with the the culture here also very i know right now it's still very patriarchy yes back correct. then i believe it's uh, also even more i think um well the first thing i'm very fortunate i have a really great husband mm. yeah he had a mother who had um uh 11 children and and so he's very pro female so he he adored his mother and admired not just adored i mean everybody adores their mother but he admired his yeah. mother so that's why we got along because uh he's very very much he's like a male feminist you he's know <laughs> so that's very that's fortunate awesome. yeah and he's in those days he yeah. was you know and he supported very much our enterprise he's a good businessman as well so we share that but the values yeah, thing was mostly me yeah so um so in that sense it helped a lot and then but i wanted to make a mark i wanted to talk about um values i wanted to change the world that was my thing you know yeah. he was all, in the beginning he was like well we can do things ourselves we don't have to talk about it i said yeah but i want to have everybody do it yeah. you know know about uh, it you know yeah. so Bring that was a decision that um you know uh we made that i would uh talk about these things yeah. So that part was a bit uh and the first time you do it um luckily um uh that is is true that the society is quite patriarchal. So uh I went the alternative route which was associating with women groups no. with Femina uh Femina magazine was always featuring women so it was easy to go there and then we even did uh heroes female heroes we featured them. No. you know so work with the disadvantaged groups who were working with women that so i didn't feel better because we worked in that <laughs> in that area yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's the way. once you come to government then you that's feel the patriarchy Ooh. oh that's a hard okay. part that's hard that's hard part okay. when you in, in engage with government you engage with or you have like go to a meeting with a lot of business people then it's mm-hmm. quite and it's a matter of finding your voice If you're unique and you are confident, the, the biggest thing I can say about women is you need to have a sense of yourself, I think, and to to build your self-confidence. So Because sweet. patriarchy is just a front. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's just it's just how do you say? It's just what they build. Mm. But if you uh say pay attention, not pay attention to me. You're like I have something to contribute. Mm. Don't care who they are. They can mm. be patriarchal, they could be whatever they will. they will take notice of you the idea is you have a sense of what you can contribute to any discussion if not just keep quiet and just be nice but you don't have to pander to the patriarchs i don't you know i don't do that awesome. <laughs> i make myself heard if that's, i need to say something i'll say it that's great and but how do you think like what would be your advice to either young mothers who are raising girls yes, now yes. or to young girls like how can they develop this confidence um i think i was fortunate because my parents all because we were entrepreneurial family right mm. so what was important was that you create stuff 
create value. Uh, you help make things happen. So it wasn't about gender. It wasn't about your job as a woman is to uh, whatever you know. Because my mother wasn't either. She was a businesswoman together mm. with my father. Oh. Mm. They worked together side by side. So it was always a practical matter to prepare food. To take care of well, no. In the old days, still women take care of kids. Obviously, my mother, you know, had more of those responsibilities for sure. Yeah. yeah? But but still, things were discussed. Mm. You know, it wasn't automatically. Oh, you woman, you have to blah blah blah. Not automatic. You, it's you not your role, but we're doing it together. together. Yeah, we're but of course, in the together. older days, when my parents were concerned, there was still. So my mom had to do both, you know. Right. <laughs> Manage both sides. <laughs> right. The That's family. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but my marriage, no. My husband's very active in caring for the children. Wow. Yeah, so so I was very lucky. Very early in the 1990s, I had a, a good a good partner yeah. who yeah. who always uh, was a partner, never somebody who assumed I would take care of everything. Yeah. Also, that's what I wanted to, to say that we need to raise girls mm. to want to find this kind of partner. Because very often girls are taught that oh you find a guy has money ah. blah 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 you know the he'll take care of stable. you yeah. stable he'll take care of you you don't have to worry for the rest of your life I think that's wrong who wants to stay at home and have somebody take care of them right yeah. I want to earn my money yeah. I want to earn my own diamond what's wrong with that right yeah. why do I have a guy, a guy to provide for me forever yeah. buy me diamonds hey I can buy my own man yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> True, yeah, I and guess. I think I think when women going out, working, or like even socializing, creating her own business, that's exactly where she gains more knowledge, mm. and yes. that's make it easier for uh, she can deliver about the world, about this knowledge yes. to mm. the children, right? Mm. So mm. if if people been telling you kind of like just stay at home, then how are you gonna raise your kids and telling them to that's prepare right. them for the world if you don't even know what's outside? That's right. right. I mean, Nowadays, I think times have sort of changed. You've got the movement of women going out to work and having children. That takes a lot of energy, a lot of work. Yeah. And if you yeah. don't have a good yes. partner, it can be very, very stressful. I must yes. say, yeah. Yes. Knowing, um, you know, I have friends who who are obviously, you know, gone through that as well. And I was lucky. And Indonesia was still lucky. We can still get help, you know, nannies and so mm. that that helps. Although we need to be on top of everything at home, obviously. And um, on the other hand, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, that uh, at the same time, there's now a movement of women wanting to stay home. Mm-hmm. Women who are yeah, educated but wanting to devote more time to their children and raising them in a way that maximizes their potential. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's good, good too. I respect that. Yes. It's yes. a yes. conscious yes. decision and you decide at whatever stage in your life that okay, your kids are more important to you and you want to take care of them and you know maybe not leave them to nine. Right. That's, exactly. I mean, I really I can respect yes. that for a lot of women and maybe it's not for everyone. No, not for everyone. Who wants to do it, it's really good. But I think the important thing is they have the choice. Correct. They're not being forced to do That's it. That's right. It's yes, their exactly. own choice. It's not because the culture tell them to do, not the family yeah, tell them to do. Yeah, exactly. And then also, um, how do you say, to keep up with what's happening in the world even though you're staying yes, at home. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, volunteering. What's yes. one great way to keep 
how do you say yourself involved with what's yes. happening even in the community? Even just going for a seminar, yeah. like small talks in just one hour, two hours yeah. every yeah. like every week. That's yeah. that's already yeah. like exposing yeah. you to yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like you said earlier in the talk, it's very important for you to recognize your own passion. That's right. And I think yeah. as mothers, someone you have to raise kids. You have to recognize first your own passion. That's correct. To then be able to facilitate your kids to find their own passion. Yeah. Right. And I think it's about being a role model yeah too. so if you are a stay-at-home mom so you know then like you said like volunteering is a really great way to to keep it, to up keep and contribute <laughs> you know yeah. contribute yes to yes kind of meet people and and like you said like confident women raise confident kids that's so right they are going out there and if they feel good about what they're doing yeah. It's it's very important for the society, not just for them, I think, but it's like overall growth right. of the society. It's really kind of important. Yes, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. and the other thing that I'm actually really curious about because um, I talked to like a couple companies and also talked to like a couple NGOs. Um, even nowadays, with this, this um, a lot of people been aware of collaboration, but there's still some part when I talk to these companies, they've been saying like it's so hard to kind of like align this like revenue with the values and bringing it together or even just like we're already doing stuff but i don't know um a lot of environmentalists still hate me still <laughs> thinks that i'm not doing anything yeah. and a lot of environmentalists is also kind of like um we don't want to bring this together and stuff like that which is kind of like isn't it like the time to everybody to collaborate with each other and you're bringing it together and it's really awesome that you're bringing the business and everybody i think in indonesia in the world been like body shop is not just about the products but everybody knows body shop is having these values about yeah. environment and how how do you do that well I guess because our founder and also myself, we believe that whatever you do, you have to have an imp- a positive impact. So we didn't start with a business that was only focusing on product from the very early days. Mm-hmm. So it was already part of the, how do you say, part of the, the business or part of the brand, if you will. So that's a very essential thing because if you start out just being a commercial enterprise and then you're doing CSR, then sometimes it doesn't fit because the CSR is a different department from the business department. Whereas in the body shop, everybody has to volunteer. Everybody Ah. has to... How do you, it's like a DNA, you know? Yeah, Volunteering is our DNA. Making an impact is our DNA besides the business. Mm-hmm. business. Some people don't fit, you know? Some people yeah. will join us and say, it's just too much. Yeah. I don't want, I just want to focus on the business. I don't want you to ask me to care about women. Or environment. And then they leave us. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Because it's not for everybody. It's about being more... Uh, multi-dimensional if you mean so you have to be a multi-dimensional company in order to do it properly if you're just saying oh uh, you know I'm doing the business and then I'm going to take you know some of this carbon I'm going to sort of uh, you know whatever you know try to get credit and then ta-da I'm done well not really you know what I mean unless you do a total impact analysis and decide there is a pathway because it doesn't mean that all companies have to be perfect, but that you need to improve. Yeah. If you have a building, make it a green building, which ours is. We have two green yeah. buildings in our 
our company you know you know we volunteer you know so you need just to to do more things because it's your DNA not because you wanted to show you know that's the difference it's like because there's a pressure on you that you have to have a CSR because it's a regulation that's right then then people will figure it out it's like it's like it's now with everything that's happening in the world and the urgency that we have to save the planet from like you know the damage we're doing to it and other changes that are happening in the world so it's like now companies need to have two bottom lines it's not just P&L like just getting your profit it's a triple bottom line and I think you need to believe that from the beginning because you know there is no profit in a dead planet Mm-hmm. You're, you're right. right. There's like, no profit. Forget oh, it. I mean, yeah, if you're destroying the world, you're yeah. not caring about your waste. You just, just like all your resources. The planet, you know, in the end, there's no business. You know, guys. You know, honestly, if you're a businessman, think a hundred years from now, we gonna have nothing if you don't start contributing. Yeah. The other factor is that very often companies or individuals feel that, what can I do? Yeah, maybe I reduce my plastic waste, like the company, let's say, they say they reduce the plastic by 10%, but what does it help? Mm. But the point is that you need to be part of the movement. Whatever you do, it's going to build the the wave, you know? Mm. Yeah. And yeah. you can only do that if you participate. It's like yes. watching a soccer match, you know, you want to play or you want to be, you know, on, on the bleachers watching, yeah. right? So, so the idea, we all have to be participants. Not people who are observers. Yeah. So every small action actually contributing to the bigger picture. Yeah. Right? It's like also when it comes to like plastic usage and so on, it's like reduce comes before recycle. Yes. Reuse, that's right? Right. It's like it's yeah. reduce, recycle, reuse. and The first one. The and first like a lot one. of people are recycling, which is good. I mean, I, I really yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. that. But that's, yeah, the first one is also kind of very important. Very if, if you understand all of it, then you can do all three. You can reduce, yeah. you can reuse, and you can recycle because some things still need to be recycled. Yeah. But yeah, but there is the model, you know. I'll yeah. show you if if you want later, we'll, we can talk about. It. There's a model about ah, that. Yeah, okay. I see. And what the new economy is, and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a model. Okay. And you mentioned that uh, since the beginning, you guys been bringing the these ideas. You have a bottom line that also bringing together the environment, the planet itself, and also the revenues. But uh, what about those do you think those companies that already been focusing only in profits revenues and stuff would they be able to kind of shift their uh, only if the top management or the ceo or the chairperson does that mm-hmm. because these things are living values you know the things that you believe in you know and it's not easy to change if the top doesn't change mm-hmm. i mean even for us when we hire senior managers we go through a induction process where we talk about these things and we also interview based on those things. Oh. If somebody is not uh, showing any sign of passion for these things, we generally decide not to recruit because it becomes very difficult. And you've been doing this since the 90s? Uh, yes. That's that's kind of hard also, isn't it? Because uh, back then, people not really into no. those kind of things. Yeah, but we're lucky. In Indonesia, people still care as long as it has relationship to people. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Orang okay. Indonesia kan, if you can help the community, you will. So at least we can talk about that. Very mm-hmm. social. Yeah, social. So we can see, is there a response? Mm-hmm. You know, if there is, then okay, we can... It doesn't mean you have to be... Uh, ready-made, you know, person who are concerned about things, we'll never find that person. But if somebody is open to those ideas, it becomes much easier then to go from there. Yeah. 
you know and and plus you know in a in an enterprise you still have to drive the profit right because yes. otherwise you can't exist so it's it's finding people who can think in two ways mm-hmm. yeah. yeah who are open to thinking this way i mean nowadays is easier mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> nowadays is like, like a lot of people more ecosystem where these things are being promoted more definitely yeah. in the old days it was basically um myself who drove the other agenda you know i've got people running the business they're quite open but generally i would drive the agenda like uh, two or three times a year mm. you know okay, okay now we're going to be you know i'm going to talk about i don't know whatever plastic yeah. waste or is it climate change so then ah uh-huh, then opening up yeah. and then from there it trickles down decide what action you're going to do you know mm-hmm. then because we have we have had volunteering for 20 years so so we're going to do about it you know yeah. or you can also have your own project you want to go to orphanage yes. or something we'll give you time off right mm-hmm. yeah so the company encourages people to go out there and have an yes. effect and we also as you you might know we have a small school in our grounds uh, for 25 children of uh pamulong you know scavengers their children go to school that we have a joint project with uh british oh, school yeah. sometime you can come and have a look yes yeah, we had it for awesome. 10 years for uh, 10 years yeah i think that's awesome wow. that's awesome yeah that's yeah. awesome <gasps> also it's like you know like from what you're saying i have this one question in my mind is that okay if you're not lucky enough to work with a company like body shop where the top management cares and you're just this one individual in a big corporate right, right, right. working and you have to do it everyone has their basic of course that's, that's interesting yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> what what advice would you give to them a man or a woman who want to drive a change but they're working like two Try but they're to, in this mainstream yeah, life, yeah. and you know maybe they have just started working, so maybe they don't have access to even top management. It could happen in like a lot of big companies, right. not in startups exactly. like ours. What would be um, your advice to them that how can they try to convince the top my, management? Uh, convincing top management is not easy. No. Yes. It's much easier just to form a group with your friends and then. go help an ngo somewhere mm-hmm. that's yeah. even before when i was uh, yeah. not having my own company this is what i would do on my own time if i was interested in the environment i would support ngos you so know just take individual action yeah and and and, and, con- and and talk about it to your friends and have a group mm-hmm. yeah. you know and then once a year you have an event like oh it's my birthday but instead of giving me presents i want all of you to donate to yeah. x or i want us all to go and plant mangroves or something And and you'd be surprised how much people appreciate that. And you know, yeah, what I used to do is when I had my friend's birthday, I would give them tumblers and bags and straws. And then you know they're like, "What is this? Why are you giving me this?" So I talk about it. If you know plans or started, right? To get it. Oh, yeah. So just everyday one. things, but uh try to insert like things that you believe. It could be social, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you also mentioned. I remember in your blog, I think that uh, about environment is supposed to be not something like stressful, like not supposed to be like hard. It's supposed to be like fun. It's oh, innovative. Like embedded, yeah, yes. embedded into your daily lives that everybody can relate to, right? That's so, right. So. It's not about fear, you know. Yeah, it's not because then it be, it freezes you up and then you can't do anything. Yes, and really. you know, th- I believe in innovation as well. You know uh, what I heard from the experts will take another 20 years before we have a truly good alternative to plastic. Mm. But that means in these 20 years we've got to reduce, reuse, recycle, refuse everything. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. So it's like 20 years. 
Yeah, because Funny. it's like even now when I see the alternatives, they are very expensive, and so not yeah. everyone can afford to use no. them, right? And not a lot of options either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, you have to be creative. Yeah. 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 So bring your own, whatever. Those yeah. are the things. But the idea is, if you're aware, then you'll you'll do the extra step. You know, like Al Gore says. The inconvenient truth. You have to be inconvenient if you want to, to be yeah. a force of change. That's Nobody true. can change uh, the planet or, or society if you don't want to be inconvenient. Yeah, you just want to do things that are also convenient. There's no way. You have to go out of your way. That's just a fact. We like I remember me and my flatmates from like when I was in Georgia. We used to take our backpacks when we used to do grocery shopping, like for the full <laughs> yeah. you know, because we didn't want to use plastic. So we would take our backpacks, yeah. and you know, we would actually have to fight with the supermarket people. You know, because when you buy vegetables, they put it in a plastic. Yeah. yeah. No, them, no oh my gosh. So you know, it, it's like it was difficult to convince that it's a pumpkin. It's okay. You just put the. Price tag on the pumpkin. We don't care. We yeah, will take it out you don't need it. it. Yeah. But they were. I mean, just hold they it. They would constantly <laughs> be like plastic, and then we would get so many stares from people being like, "Who are these freaks who are like coming with their backpacks to do grocery shopping?" Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? I like. We would always be getting these like you know looks at like cash counter because we will be taking yeah, pages yeah, and, and putting it around. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. it was like uh, important for all of us. That's yeah. the we thing. Took that step. Yeah, because uh, you know, change only comes when people. With aspirations, start doing them, mm-hmm. and then you've got like um, early adopters, yes. people who see. Oh, the other day I saw that girl with the backpack, and I want to try that next time because she's already done it. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and then yeah. it moves into like the early majority. Mm-hmm. You know, like now in Bali, it's banned. You know, uh, plastic bags, straws, yes. and styrofoam. See, that's already come into more to the majority. Even then, not everyone's doing it. Yeah, it's it's more the. It's like the big enterprises, you know. If you go to the sea, sometimes it's still not, but that still work to be done, you know. I mean, even if like not everyone's doing it, even like fifty percent of the people start doing yes. it, it's already, already a like a change. really big change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've come from yeah. Bali and not come to Jakarta. I was like, oh my god, what's that? Because in Bali, we quite used not to have any plastic bags. Yeah. Yes, I think plastic bags supposed to be uh, more expensive here. <laughs> it's only like two hundred, right? Yeah. In like uh, stores, uh-huh. I think it should be like what what thousand. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, so people wouldn't like. Kind of like oh let me just yeah I think that's like maybe important steps from government to take or something to make these regulations where it's equally difficult to that's the other thing you can do is to be an activist which means supporting petitions on the change dot org and you know that kind of site because your voice counts like Greenpeace uh, change dot org there's a few more yeah. Uh, Avas, if you put your name into the causes that you care about, that's a big deal. That's what my suggestion. Be a, be an armchair activist. If you're not out there, fine, but be an armchair and and be on the list. You know, be updated what's happening. Do oh, something. Yes, do something. Do something not just like at the as the someone sitting in the bleachers looking at it, but not doing anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm really curious though, also uh, about government. Uh, what would you gonna like wishing for them to do, mm. especially about the planets? Not only about environment, right? But uh, it includes every single people in it, the society, the people, Ooh. the animals. The <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, for government, there has to be a vision about uh, biodiversity, about climate change. Um, Uh, personally, I think no government yet, as yet, besides maybe Costa Rica. Have you heard about Costa Rica? Yes, yes. 
Yeah, they've really decided they will not spend money on the army. So all that money is going to uh, education and to environmental protection, and they're already uh, carbon neutral. Amazing. Yeah, also yeah, Brazil I with the bioenergy. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I was reading like Costa Rica is one of the few countries which is kind of close to reaching the carbon neutral. Carbon, carbon. Yes, yeah. they so are. Like from the Paris Agreement. That's yes. correct. And like, and it's so great to see like a country that small with and resources you know why? that little. A Costa Rican person told me why because the founders or the, the independence of Costa Rica. Uh, when when the founders or something, the first government, they were teachers. They were not uh, strictly politicians. Mm. So they oh, right away decided exactly. they will not give any budget for the army. So suddenly they had Should enough <laughs> budget to do something yes. about improving the yes, environment, yes, the lives yes, of people, yes, instead, instead of, of you know, defense. Yeah. yeah. So it was very interesting uh, perspective. Yeah. 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 Because you know how big the budget is for the. <laughs> Oh, I know. And yes. probably is something going to somewhere that yeah. we don't know. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, yeah, not for everyone, but uh, definitely a wonderful so example. So I think the sense of vision is very important mm. about what it could be like. So then, if there's a possibility, then you have policies towards the direction. Yeah. Very often, I think for governments everywhere, it's more about. Uh, you know, um, econo- economy. So they have a vision about the economy, but mm. sometimes not as holistic as we would want it with yeah. diversity yeah, and the health and blah, 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 sustainability. Yeah. So, you know, it's important to have a vision about sustainability. And the reason why the government doesn't is because we as voters do not demand that they have a vision about sustainability. If we're going to vote people in who have no perspective mm-hmm. on that, then how are they going to? Yes, yes, yeah. you're right. So it's good to it vote people in. It has to come like from both ways, right? Yeah. So we have to make demands Yeah, that they have a vision for sustainability. And that's like one of the advantage of democracy that we should be using, but we sometimes don't. Because I think sometimes <laughs> it's not important for us also sometimes. Sometimes we also get too involved in our own lives and it's getting uh, the basic needs yes. first. Also right? it's like yes. it's like you've given up. It's like oh yeah, so, so what? You what know? happened? Yeah. I don't care. I'm gonna die in three days. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's gonna years. happen Sorry. anyway. Three days. Okay, I'm not making some videos. <laughs> <laughs> don't be so pessimistic. <laughs> so you know, so so you you just like get to this like complacency where I think in in your generation also the thing is that social media is so big that you see everything. I mean, you see positive things, but you see also a lot of negative, de- depressing yeah. things. Yeah, I mean, in my era, we can still dream because we don't know, you know, <laughs> the bad thing. But now you see, you can see both. It depends. So the idea is also to keep your own motivation going. You should uh, look at hopeful things. Don't look at too much of the. The dark sides, you know, it, it makes you, you know, not have any more energy, you know. Mm. That's my advice. Yeah, it can be like, uh, it can be good, it can be bad. So yeah. you have to kind of like have your own limits into it, have your own standards, have your own like um, friends that can like support you right. and family as well. And to follow people who inspire you. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. you need Wrong that model. new energy, you know, because. 
you know, like like people who are doing things or people who are innovators or whatever, they give you energy. See, instead of taking it away when you are looking at the feed in the morning, you get up. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it reminds me of this book that I really like. It's by Viktor Frankl, and it, he talks. It's called Man's Search for Meaning, and it's about it's his autobiography by about when he was a Holocaust. Uh, He's a Holocaust survivor. He's a psychologist, and it was about his experience uh, in the Auschwitz uh, prison. And he talks about how it was hope. Like he said, the only people who survived were people who had hope for something. Mm. And he talks about so many experiences there where he saw people. Where he talks about like that. You know that the minute someone gave up hope, yeah, they had three days to survive in the prison. Exactly. He said after that, like after those three days, no one survived. And for him. It was he had already started working on his theory about the psychological theory he wrote about. It was like the whole therapy, local therapy, and he said. And when he went to prison, they took that away. Ah. And he said, for me, the only hope was that I wanted to get out of there and finish my book. Mm. And he said, that's the hope that kept me surviving. Mm. I had to do everything yeah. that I was asked to do in the prison, and I did it. And. Because I finally wanted to get out, and and he talks about so many examples where people he was just like you know just gave up hope, so they didn't survive. And, yeah. And I think that kind of resonates yes. to what you are saying that it's That's important right. to keep yourself inspired, have yes. that hope that it's still possible to make a difference. Yeah. That's and right. It doesn't it's have to be like really, no. really, really big. Yeah. It can be like something simple, something yeah. related yeah. to your life. Yeah. Simple things is we all know three other people minimum, right? Yeah. Maybe we all know more than that. Yeah. So if we educate ourselves and we know what are the things that can help to make this world a better place, we can talk to three other people. Mm. And you know, for our birthday, we can request things. <laughs> for Christmas, we can request things. That's what I do now. I request that uh, all birthday presents shall be green. <laughs> oh, so it has to be green. It has to be green. Yeah, my children, my family gave me a donation. Yeah, for uh, fighting fires in Borneo. It was wonderful for my birthday. No presents. Yeah. And then my other family gave me a very highly efficient uh, hair dryer. Because I don't take gifts anymore; they are not green in yes, some way. Great. That's great. <laughs> that's great. And I think yeah, if more yeah, and more people yeah, start no. like being uh, that demanding out of their yeah. friends and family, then friends and family have to change as well. That's right. right. Yes. Yeah. I gave and birthday. Now you get to yeah, I gave people. birthday. Inspired by that. Yeah, I gave uh, <laughs> Christmas presents, donations to groups, and I just made a little certificate and say. It's you know, in lieu of a present, I've donated for you. You know, mm. yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. Really nice, nice. You know, got two people that inspired by that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in another <laughs> birthday next yes. year. <laughs> and plus, you have social media, so you can chill. You know. Oh yeah! yeah. Look what That's I got true. for my birthday. Yeah. Uh, this is like my best birthday present ever. This is how I want to change the world. Whatever you know. That's yes. true. Yes. That's true. I'm also very curious. Out of these, uh, you've been into like a lot of roles as a businesswoman. You've been into. Uh, a lot of NGOs, foundations, and working as environmentalist. You also a wife, a mother. And you've been doing a lot of things with the blogs and vlogs. What are the biggest challenges like uh, that ever happened? Challenge, I think, is to plan properly. You can tell I'm not a great planner. Right? I do so many <laughs> things, <laughs> so it's really like juggling. I think sometimes for me, for me, I mean, different people have different challenges. For me, is to make sure I 
make sure that I have a part of me for my family that doesn't in that I don't let certain you know other parts of my life intrude because you could be talking about saving the world and not really taking care of the people you're with so I for me, that's it. a challenge. For people, maybe it's the other way around. But that's for me, that is yeah. a challenge. Charity begins at home, right? Yeah. Yes. So yes. we yes. need uh, to focus that the family has to be healthy and well and also caring about the world. So we need to share things about mm-hmm. how to make the world a better place. But, they, you know, children are so interesting. They pick it up automatically, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't have to even mm-hmm. say, say, you know. Yeah. you know. But there will be a time when they are thinking, why is... Uh, parents spending time away to do things that have nothing to do with me, you know. <laughs> so you need to explain and stuff like that. It's always a, a negotiation and to and bring the family along with you. Mm. The idea is not to alienate mm. uh, either yeah. family or business or whatever or friends when you're doing what you're doing. It's it's That's why I found out, that's why in the end I, I did the vlogs because I found that Communicating was really important. Yeah. Yeah. Doing is important, but communicating is also very yes, important. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. If you're just like doing it without nobody knows about it, and then how how you gonna inspire other people also, yeah. right? Especially your close ones, the mm. ones that like you can easily inspire, you can easily bring together. Maybe they can also share it to That's other right. people. And some they can help you. You know, like my daughter was the one who asked me to do the vlog and she's quite involved in trying to figure out what's the next thing. And my oh. niece is doing some of the production. Oh. You know, my son is into ethics or so tells me about, you know, what I should do, you know, a philosophy, you know. Uh, yeah. Is your daughter the one that like recording it? Or? She was in the beginning. Now we've oh. uh, we've found um, you know a few people. My niece is one of them. We have also oh, another okay. one. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. But she was she the was conceptor. conceptor. Okay, because uh, nice. I, I I've been watching the vlogs because sometimes it's not just you because someone else taking. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. taking yeah. videos. I have right? somebody shooting me. We have a script also, and everything. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because yeah. it works awesome. better that way. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, if I ask you to look back at your career and your overall life, what has been the biggest challenge that you felt you have faced so far, mm. and how did you sort of yeah, yeah overcome it? Um, overcome that. I guess leading a company is a big challenge, mm. and how do you make sure that the company is true to your values? For me, that's important mm. for myself. Yeah, that's that's a challenge. It's, yeah. it's a big struggle because companies grow, so the people come in and out, right? Yeah. Uh, but Ariel, who's our CEO today, was not there uh, four years ago, yeah. you know. And so, how do you keep it? Uh, how do you say alive in a big organization? That's a real challenge. Because when we started, my husband and we only had twenty-five people the first day. Well, not even twenty-five at that point. When we had two stores, we had 25 people, and now we have 1,300. So how do you keep that uh, sense alive? You know that these values are important. They're not like Ibu Suzy parroting these things or some foreign company asking us to do it. No, it's not. It's it's really what we care about. This is what we're here to do. It's not just text that you put for motivation out in your office, but you have to live it every (laughs) day. Put it everywhere. (laughs) You have to live it and you have to practice those and not just like vision your DNA. We have values workshops recently. We had one recently for management Mm. because I realized that I, they don't really interact with me as much anymore. Yeah. 
you know, in the old days, if you interact with me every day, then of course you figure it out, right? But if 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 I am now stepping back more and more, how do people feel that? So we started recently having a workshop, and I realized interestingly out of the senior management that quite a number of them actually thought we were greenwashing until they had been in the company for some time. They said, "Oh, it's real," you know. See, oh. even that could happen. I'm like, "What? You really thought that?" He said, "Yeah, until I figured out it was not. <laughs> it was not that." <laughs> See, so you really need to actively propagate the values. It doesn't happen automatically. I think that's the biggest challenge I face because I had struggled three years ago to figure. Oh my God, I'm not there every day. Now what do I do, right? You know, because this company still has to hold through to the values that I believe in. Because that makes it meaningful for me. Otherwise, it wouldn't have any meaning for me. You know. Because the legacy you're leaving behind, like, yes. still has to continue the value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that so and also my work with the NGOs. Mm. Uh, that's the uh, the reverse. Because yeah. I joined an NGO in order to help them become better, in the sense that because I come, I have the business side, entrepreneur, mm. so I can, uh, how do you say? Um, help them to go to the next stage of the development because in business we're quite clear about how to achieve something you know what i mean stages management goals whereas an ngo um that's not generally the case yeah because um you know you don't have that much uh, kpis and accountability and stuff yeah. like that so my job there usually is to help them to to become more more effective because i figure you're gonna be effective right you're taking people's money right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to see more effective. That's why I tell him, hey, look, if you take people's money, you're gonna be better. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, people then gini gini gini. No, you take people's money. Let's have a look how you can be better. Be better. So, but but yeah. what is? And it's maybe a bit controversial to ask this question, but. What has been the reception of this, of like making them feel more accountable? Have people resisted that? Have they liked that someone is pushing yeah. them more? Or there's been a resistance that, oh no, why why are we being asked to be more accountable? <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> we, we were doing okay with... We're well, doing good we were, already. Well, yeah. honestly, when, when I joined, generally it's because they did approach me or I had some association with them, like I'd been a donator or whatever, or I had supported them. So generally, I ask them first. If you take me on, that it means these things. If not, then I'd rather not join. <laughs> so they have to be prepared. And if it's not working out, I quit. So because, you know, I have a lot of things to do. I don't need to spend time, you know, on people who don't really want to be more efficient, you know. Yeah. So that's the other yeah, side of me. <laughs> <laughs> so the entrepreneurship and the, and the it has to be come from both ways right yeah like healthy yeah. relationship not just like one person no. one side that's pushing every single day yeah. doing the efforts but mm. we're doing it together but like to be clarity about, about goals and yes. you know what we want to achieve that's generally my perspective if i join something that i want to have a shared goal mm. yes so it's quite clear what we're going to do I and see. there has to be like this mutual agreement from the day one, right? And it, it can't just be... Yeah. yeah. But generally, good organizations are very pleased to be, how to say, given some feedback on how uh, to improve. And then you don't, you know, we don't... It's a growth mindset. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Uh, for yourself, do you have like biggest, wildest dream that you haven't achieved so far? Mm. It has to be wildest. Wild. <laughs> okay, I want to have like you know 100 hectares of forest that i 
put aside you know something like that for the planet something like that or like a uh, how do you say a reservation for you know because I'm a big animal person oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what I mean like like conserve like a huge area something like that yeah. ah, that would be awesome <laughs> that's really great right? yeah yeah so, so you're not only like climate change and also like plastic but also like animal welfare kind yeah, of yeah I'm mostly an animal person first beginning yeah. you know and oh, then okay. got into the other but I, I like conservation because you know animal welfare is a very important part of climate change yes like, it is all it actually related to each other right so really biodiversity other. is what we need in this world because if we lose right, our biodiversity right. then we have no more resources you know a lot of our medicine you know I think more than 80% of them actually came from natural ingredients that were found yes. in nature so if and and we're losing more forests that means we're losing the innovation we might have from natural yeah. ingredients you know yeah. for new diseases for new crops yeah. you know resilience we need resilience yeah. you know in our crops in our plants you know that's that's our insurance so if we lose biodiversity we're losing our insurance for this yeah. planet i think we were the second biggest biodiversity yes. in the world in yes. Asia, but I'm pretty sure now kind of like decreasing and decreasing with yeah. all of those forests the being burned down, pollution. Yeah, and so I think consumption has a lot to do with that. We can do another yes. podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's another two hours. Yeah, yeah, but the way that we view consumption is an issue. Yeah. That's that's also very interesting topics that yes. yeah how how people kind of like uh, see not only what I want but rather than that seeing that what I actually need so yes. you're giving more efforts to kind of like not just like buying every single thing mm. like you know, you know yes. yes and everything that I need how how's that going to impact yes how I how need. this yeah. gonna impact for the next two years next 10 years and yeah. stuff that's yeah. right and what are some of the things you can do that that are quite easy and fits into your lifestyle mm-hmm. you know it's not that difficult actually if you if you learn more know more it's not that difficult mm-hmm. to make the choices the choices mm-hmm. i think yeah. the idea is the choices you make mm-hmm. they count for a lot yeah yes yes yeah. Um, I also want to know is is there hard to because you have the eco house in Bali is is there hard to kind of like bring that also make your family to kind of like um, care doing and it together oh it's not easy it takes time because ah. we, you also have staff working right I mean, I have, yeah. they have to yeah. separate the ways they have to be concerned about electricity yeah. Yeah. so the thing you have to have a measurement so so I have uh, already got 88 panels I'm gonna put another 30 more than a hundred very soon or so I'm gonna make a vlog about that yeah and then um, you know make sure that they have to use the electric vehicles because the female and male my male staff don't like to use because too slow Ibu but the women they love it you know yes let's save the environment you know I, I um, you know, make sure that my staff also knows about climate change and why we're doing. So you spend a lot of time. That's why I figured out. Oh, I have to talk more. Yeah. You think you have to do more? Actually, you have to convince more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. if they they get it, you know, I give them all because uh, I used to see them carrying plastic. I said no, no, no. Gave them, I gave them bags. I gave them containers. You got to get your lunch. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. yeah. But like you said, like it's important to teach them, but I think. 
it's important to teach them by example that's right yeah. yes that's very so important so do and talk also yeah, it's have like to be practice well. what you preach yes. and that's the yeah, only way so. people would actually learn otherwise it's just it's like, just yeah. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. and yeah. to focus on small things yeah. start with something small and, and once you've got that then you know slowly yeah 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 i mean i saw in your vlog that uh you're using this beeswax yes wrap uh, right which is i was like i didn't even realize that that it's plastic. plastic yeah it <laughs> is been using yes. it right yes. and the beeswax and also you brought up about like um about how indonesian people like a lot of using batik and a lot of it is like chemical dyes yes. and it's really yeah, bad you for the environment sustainable. Like yeah. Fabric, yeah. And there's like a lot of things like small things that I mean uh, I don't even realize that, that I've been yeah. doing. It. Yeah, I yeah. try to buy now minimal 50%. That's the goal I set to myself. Things that are sustainable. I mean, okay, in life is difficult sometimes, but 50% at least of what I consume must have be either uh, you know I don't buy polyester anymore for tops yeah bottoms maybe but because I'm finding alternatives but tops no more I won't buy anything that is polyester because it's plastic you know you know stuff like that you can set small small goals yeah now silk linen cotton you know rayon those are my favorites <laughs> so yeah, silk it doesn't have to be uh, natural diet, diet. yeah, yeah. Oh. that's great yeah yeah it's like yeah. small things that i, I mean like yeah. papers also yeah. biodegradable oh. yeah degradable things so that's try to awesome. do as much as possible yeah, yeah. yeah. and you yeah. discover more and more it's yeah. very interesting yes 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 yeah, yes, yes, yes. yeah it's because like if you tell yourself okay i will completely stop my plastic usage from today it's not possible no it's and not. then you just give up exactly A family gathering you can you yeah. can really too <laughs> yeah. my my i mean she she's my uh dad's aunt and she once told me a very inspiring story about her daughter who who, who was an astronaut working with oh NASA. my god look at that and she but apparently for 20 years wore the same leather shoes See? because she was required to wear leather shoes and so she had to but then she kept on getting the same one exactly. fixed over and over and over again exactly. for 20 years and for 20 years she did not buy another pair of leather shoes so that's you know, the same as me now it's like it's okay I mean she had to do it so she did it but it's inspiring to see that like it's not like she couldn't for exactly yeah. yeah she kept on getting it fixed till you know. me too i'm now wearing shoes 5 to 7 years old i haven't you know i mean sandals because i'm in bali i will buy you know sandals yeah. but shoes because you know i still yeah. wear, i just yeah. get them fixed all the time and they're still pretty good <laughs> give more investment in the beginning yeah. buy a little yeah. bit more expensive right. but you can use it over time and in right? Jakarta we have great places to fix shoes yeah. oh very good they're excellent so <laughs> I've been fixing all my shoes that's great yes yes but my biggest challenge though I feel like there's there's a lot of uh things that not a lot of options there like even uh, I know like toothpaste itself that I've been using yeah, a lot yeah. the tube and then they're giving us also the uh, cart that put it together the box yeah. 
I mean, can can, can I buy something else? Yeah, yeah you can. Oil. You can yeah. use tooth powder. There yeah. is. Yeah, or yeah. Coconut oil is like yeah. uh, so. I know. You need to use a bicarbonate of soda with yeah. coconut oil. That's yeah. a good yes, option with yes. some. Uh, there's some. There are some sites that you can mm. go to buy all yeah. these things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, but the sad part about it is like those things is not easy to find, and also the other thing is like cost more. It costs more. Which is it costs which more. is and I feel like change. yes, and habit yeah. change, which is like I, I feel like for those, especially in Indonesia, there's a lot of people in middle or low income. It's even harder. But for you them, know, right? the thing you must change comes from the middle class. Mm. I tell it you that. Classy. Even political change comes from the middle class. Oh. So the the first idea is the, the how do you say the aspiration generally for middle class. Mm-hmm. So if you're middle class, just keep doing it, and then slowly, other segments will follow. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are NGOs who can do a lot of things for the lower class because when you are working with communities, you need a lot of resources mm-hmm. because yeah. you have to set up everything so that they don't have apa namanya you don't have any leakages you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like if you want them to use no longer let's say plastic bottles yeah. you have yeah. to make sure it's always available yeah. you educate the right them thing, also. a system yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but middle class we can start doing things now because we can afford it you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so Just middle class yes should yes. Start, start first, first. Yeah. yeah yes we need to really um change our habit do more efforts about it like mm. so we need to find more options mm. we have our own set values that we want to yeah. follow and find out more because once you find out more you know that there are options yeah. Yeah. if you have a birthday you know don't serve beef at least you know <laughs> number one is beef is so bad for the planet you know yeah. no beef. you can serve other things Yes, of chicken, <laughs> you know, <laughs> lamb, but no beef. For instance, I declare I don't eat beef anymore. Yeah. Zero. Oh, yes. is vegetarian. Yeah, very good. See, <laughs> my son's. I mean, you know, I I was a vegetarian, but because you know, I still have to eat out with my husband, so I decided I have to prioritize him. Yeah, you know, yeah. for now, you know, <laughs> yeah. until he turns vegetarian. <laughs> we were laughing because we were just discussing it yesterday that because I'm vegetarian, so when we are ordering food. We can only order from restaurants where they are vegetarian yes. food. So sometimes everyone else also ends up ordering exactly. yes. vegetarian. So I become a part-time vegetarian. Very good. Now. That's what the world needs. So that's what we were joking about yesterday. Yes. The world yes. needs more flexitarians yes. who like eat like seventy-five percent of the time vegetarian. Like me, I I'm seventy-five percent of the time I'm vegetarian. And like you said, like not all consumption of all animals maybe is bad for the planet. Yeah. I mean, for me, okay, I I choose to be vegetarian because I love animals. Right. So it's important. It's to an ethics thing. Kind of yeah. My one. son also. Mm-hmm. But for climate, maybe yeah, you said like if you just reduce your beef consumption. That's a big that's deal. A big deal. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a big deal. Everything. <laughs> yeah, if you just don't eat beef. <laughs> there was one time I uh, went out with her and asked her, should I buy chicken wing or should I buy French fries? And she was like, don't buy chicken wing. That's bad for the planet. So I was like, yes, yeah. ma'am. <laughs> so ma'am. sometimes, yeah, like I don't do that often, but sometimes I try to guilt her into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Choose, choose fries, you know, it's like good for the planet. Yeah, it, <laughs> is, <laughs> it still tastes yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm a part time vegetarian. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> It, it takes time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've been doing it, you know, twenty, thirty percent time. I mean, even yeah. like a meatless Monday is really great. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. If you have like a whole floor of people doing meatless Monday, it beats one vegetarian, you know. Hmm. That's, That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Start with small things, right? Yes. Yeah. I, mean, yes. I I don't know how how true the research was that I read, but it said that uh, if I mean that's a 
huge number that if everyone kind of goes like what you said flexitarian we can already reduce our carbon print a by like huge amount. percent and yeah i mean i'm not sure exactly how true were the figures but i just read it it's true. true but uh, it's true yeah. because if you imagine uh let's take beef first you know you grow the plants in order to feed the, the cow yeah. and then the cow needs water it needs you know oh, whatever yeah, whatever you can imagine in fact when you already planted those plants you can already eat it right mm-hmm. and plus that beef has to travel yeah. it's a huge print mm-hmm. i mean chicken at least mostly local you know you yeah. don't have you know chicken doesn't generally have to travel that much <laughs> Jawa to Can't Jakarta you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fish generally also, but beef, hmm, especially what U.S. beef, all those, mm, no, no, <laughs> huge carbon footprint. Not only that, but the, you know, just generally environmental footprint plus the carbon footprint. It's too much. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and not only food, right? When we're traveling, also it's yeah. like we can also more uh, give more efforts to think about and see the other options. Correct. Maybe. Correct. Yeah, nowadays uh, a lot of organizations in, in Europe, especially if it's less than what was it, seven or eight hours, no flight, you have to take the train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, organizations okay. like Greenpeace and that kind of, you know, the, all the environmental organizations, less than seven hours, you have to take the train. Mm-hmm. Oh, but for us because we're islands, it's difficult. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think the regulations here also not very like strict with that kind of things, and especially uh, and. I feel like there's a lot of still a lot of companies maybe not actually really uh, putting those regulations. No, not yet, not yet. I think what I try to do for my family, I figured out for the whole family how much we travel. So I already committed to plant minimum 200 trees, uh, mangrove trees a year. That gives me about 200 tons of CO2. uh, How do you say? Um, equalization um, yeah so I already figured out how much I um, need to do wow it. so you plan all of those yeah you can see episodes. yeah I, I, I plan my that's growth, awesome yeah, for that's awesome. To, to how do you say um, I put it yeah I haven't posted it but I my family 200 a year do you have like tools or like maybe platform that you usually use well you know our listeners you know honestly a lot of people are asking maybe it's just i have a lot of things i haven't organized because i have to organize my company my family and and all these (laughs) so you know the more people i talk to like you people prefer for me to develop more my own platform so i should start doing that yeah yeah i think i think maybe for our listeners also it's very interesting we've been talking about the why we're doing it and, and stuff like that but how they can start yeah, yeah it's a good point those. the point is how to do it how yeah do not it. just information okay that's a yeah, good input for me like maybe a <laughs> idea for you and then we can yeah like, share, share the know-how okay. all right that's a good I think point that's right. yes. yes all right yeah. i'll keep I'll that keep in that. mind <laughs> yes. even like the measurements itself especially at i feel like uh, i come from biological engineering yeah, uh, biology know. and stuff like that is it's for i feel in indonesia uh, basic science is not very common no, right not very common. so uh when as people that working in biology or uh, any science and engineering when we, we're telling people about measurements uh-huh. how you kind of measure these things how you can put your input right, and stuff right, like that right. people are gonna freak out like yeah. people in indonesia but I, I feel like but we need that yeah right? what you do people need you to need to translate it to terms like yeah. for instance, co2 is like uh you know one balloon two balloons you know forest yeah. is like 
how many times of uh, you know football field that sort of thing we used to do that body shop talk about how many weight of elephant of waste you dispose of you know the city you know then you can oh how big berapa kali borobudur temple nah, that sort of thing they understand you have to yeah you you can't talk about kilogram very difficult yeah reference for them I think it's it's very I think it's very like gonna be awesome if yeah. we have like a platform. So, <laughs> you know? So, okay, like you cannot give easily up on measure. Your, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you cannot give up on your travel, but what can you do to compensate? That's the yeah, point. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yes. Okay. The how? how. Yes. The how. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I think this is gonna be our last question. Yes, um, because we're also running out of time. Yes, uh, for. Uh, you've been mentioning a lot that we need to think what type of world that we're gonna uh, leave for our children, for our yes, grandchildren, yes. grand-grandchildren. For yourself, what type of world it is in your mind that you want to leave for your grandchildren? And what do you want to suggest to our listeners to start from today, from now, to create that world mm, together? Okay. Mm, I think the world I imagine is where people are connected to nature, first of all. Connected to nature and the things that we do um, is in some way connected to nature, which means that we're either um, thinking about our impact um, or facilitating for nature to come into our homes. Uh, maybe having hydrophonics in the home. You know, now uh, the fashion uh, it was, might be interesting mm-hmm. is that you can breed worms in your kitchen mm-hmm. and then these worms uh, you can mash up and make into burgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't need anyone to eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> or insects are supposed to be a really yeah. great source of proteins. Right? It's excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's excellent. For instance, you know, I mean, That's to really keep good, innovating yeah. maybe, um, do you know, um, for instance, fungus is a really amazing material you know you can take the place of packaging and you know you know even tiles and stuff i have that in in my office i use them Mm -hmm. so the idea is to look into innovation to make our world more involved with nature Mm -hmm. and not to deny nature and be more connected and aware and to be able to go off into nature because they have found obviously you know the studies that if you did forest bathing and so on it's so important for uh, relieving stress because in today's world if we look around I mean this is great because we've got wood you know but sometimes you don't have any natural materials yes. around you it's so hard no greens you need to go out and do forest yes. bathing and, and meditate yes. yes so the idea is not to be disconnected because if everyone's not disconnected if everyone's connected we will find solutions i believe that i believe the future is an innovation and inspiration that's that's very awesome yeah yes uh, i think we got a lot of insight we got a, yeah. a lot of interesting points to we start love to keep on talking <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's already more than an hour okay um, <laughs> I will wrap up a little bit maybe in bahasa yeah, also. Uh, jadi untuk teman-teman semuanya yang dengerin podcast hari ini, so uh, kita harus mulai dari sekarang. Gak harus dari yang besar, tapi bisa dari yang kecil yang uh, ter- related langsung ke dalam kehidupan kita. Uh, mungkin itu tentang ketika kita traveling ke suatu tempat atau itu tentang makanan yang kita konsumsi atau tentang uh, barang-barang yang kita gunakan jadi hal, banyak sekali sebenarnya hal-hal yang bisa kita ubah untuk membawa perubahan dan it, 
memang membutuhkan banyak sekali effort, banyak sekali waktu juga. Tapi kalau bukan dari kita, uh, who's gonna start that? Siapa yeah. lagi kan? Um, then I think thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I also had a lot of ideas popping in my mind. <laughs> you got me. Okay, good. I just would like to add one thing, and maybe you can translate. Is that if if you don't speak or understand English, and if you would like to more read more about what we discussed today, so we generally quote uh, a bahasa oh, summary fantastic. of the podcast. So even if you missed out on it because of the language, yes. you can just go on our website. We'll put the link in the podcast and just read the more the most important things that you discussed with the yes. uh, yes. um, today. So. Oke, jadi kalau buat uh, teman-teman listeners yang mungkin uh, agak-agak bingung nih kalau misalnya pakai bahasa Inggris, jadi kita akan kasih juga uh, kesimpulan beberapa poin penting juga, terutama di website kita tentang podcast hari ini. Jadi kalau misalnya, aduh tadi ngomongin apa ya, kayak ada yang kelewatan juga mungkin atau ada yang beberapa kata yang mungkin kurang jelas, uh, bisa langsung juga cek di website kita di artemis.im. Uh, ada satu part khusus untuk podcast dan teman-teman bisa lihat langsung uh, poin-poin penting dalam bahasa Indonesia yang teman-teman bisa langsung act upon it, mungkin langsung berkegiatan langsung atau mungkin ada yang langsung tertarik untuk kegiatan volunteering, jadi volunteer atau memulai gerakannya sendiri mulai dari rumahnya, mulai dengan teman-temannya, atau mulai dengan komunitas RT, RW, kerja bakti bersama-sama, jadi banyak banget sebenarnya um, possibilities banyak banget cara untuk teman-teman semua untuk berkontribusi buat uh, planet kita. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, much. You very much Susie. It's, it's so lovely today. Uh, and thank you very much for our listeners also. Yeah. And uh, for I hope this is gonna be very inspirational, gonna be very motivational for everybody that listens to this podcast. Please also share this to at least three people beside you yeah. at your house at your home your friends so they can learn more and more yeah. about how we can contribute together for our environment yes. for our planet for our society yes. right and yeah. um also if you want to listen more uh, the, about the other podcasts and you can always go to our website at artemis.em and you can always check and follow our social media instagram is at Artemis underscore impact and then Facebook at Artemis impact and maybe you want to kind of like also know more about Suzy is Instagram is Suzy Hat so at Suzy Hat do you have any other social medias that you um, want to share? Um, I think Instagram is the best one okay. and of course my website sustainable yes. Suzy and so, also YouTube of course sustainable yes. oh Suzy. yes sustainable check out sustainablesuzy.com and the YouTube sustainable Suzy is really really so much fun <laughs> and, and, and yes most likely she's gonna post soon about how you can make a difference yeah thanks for I the really idea because <laughs> you know I'm always like a knowledge person but I realize people really want uh, yeah. to be inspired yes. by how to yeah. do something yes. Okay. yes yes something Great. that's small that I can do right away okay, okay. after yeah. we small listen to right it right away I, yes. I like that okay I think, I think that's gonna be yeah. great yeah uh, so thank you very much everybody thank, thank you, you so very much for our listeners thank um, you. I hope this is gonna be helpful for all of you guys so um, don't forget to be the impact happy volunteerings and 
don't forget to also check our website <laughs> and follow our social media so um, hopefully we can see each other again on next episode in being the impact podcast thank you so much